previously on Clash of the Titans. <laughs> uh, you no longer have any qualms with reading this diary, but it would be nice if you could find a place to sit down first. Oh, oh hey. I know just the spot. I remember why I thought sitting on that bench was important. <laughs> so down and through the door and to the comfy... It's not a seat, it's a... Bench. Bench. Okay, sit on bench. You sit on the cushioned bench. And open the diary. You open the book to a random page. Eight September. So about a week ago, I wrote in here about the steam tunnel grate next to the construction site on the hill across the river and how I saw it was left unlocked and how I stood over that, stood over it with that incredible feeling of anticipation slash dread as I considered what secrets lurked beneath before I chickened out and went home. You, faithful reader, already know that story. I ended up telling the same story to Carrie Ann after I wrote it all down, and she got way, way too excited about it. The emotional and spiritual significance of deciding not to climb down the grate was completely lost on her. She just told me that if it had been her, she would have jumped down there immediately. She told me this a number of times, and then she started asking about where exactly the grate was and did I think it was still open, etc. I got suspicious. I knew what her game was, and I told her very clearly, in no uncertain terms, that she absolutely was not to go climbing down that grate into those steam tunnels unless she took me with her. So that's what we did this afternoon. Press any key to continue. Uh, any. Stretch of tunnel. Carrie Ann climbed down the hatch first, and I went down after her. She did not seem nervous at all. I was tremendously nervous, but I don't know if Carrie noticed. I've never been able to tell by looking at people whether they can tell how I'm feeling by looking at me. Anyway, the tunnel was terrifying. It would have been wide enough for two people to walk side by side, except the walls were covered in these huge pipes, so instead it was super claustrophobic. There were lights every so often, but they were so dim that you couldn't really see any appreciable distance. While we were still standing next to the ladder, I said, well, let's say that way's north and that way's south, because I had no idea which way north actually was and I didn't want to get lost. Then Carrie asked why it mattered which way was north, and I said it didn't, except it might help to have a frame of reference. We discussed this briefly. I failed to convince Carrie of the virtue of my approach. She said, did you bring the chalk? And I said, yes, she had told me earlier to bring chalk, so I did. And she said that was all we needed to avoid getting lost. I decided I would privately refer to the directions as north and south in my mind, regardless. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we are now in first person past tense in the uh -huh. diary. Oh my gosh. I'm totally <laughs> stealing from you. <laughs> and I didn't know it. Um, one of the mechanics in the cuckold's egg, which didn't get implemented in IntroComp, but I'm trying to do, is you can mm -hmm. go into other people's memories. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's first person past tense? Um... I was it, it was going to depend on the situations. Different people were going to be different things. Um, some of them might have been third person. Mm, um, oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, oh, gosh. Meta, meta fiction. Um, so we're one level in. I, uh -huh. um, <laughs> I did this in, um, what was it? Dial C for Cupcakes, too. Uh -huh. And people were like, wow, I've never seen this kind of thing before. And I was like, you didn't play the Ascent to the Gothic Tower, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Uh, that's uh, yeah, awesome, though. Here we are. Uh, so, okay, so we, we, the author of the diary, who is yeah. also gender neutral, but in my head is female. Uh -huh. um, okay. 
Uh, In mine, it's still Ryan. <laughs> it's Ryan this, all the way down. <laughs> this person has a lot in common with me, as you might expect. But we can say she's female for the, you know, because it's... And also Ryan Nett. Right, no. okay. for, for, Let's for, call her Winona. Okay. <laughs> the Ryaness defends her cubs. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Ryan, I think you need to get more stuff on your wall. I do. I need to like switch some of this stuff out. Well, because everything yeah. is going to be Winona or or Moose mm-hmm. or Swans. Swan. Well, everything in my life has been Winona for a long time. So. <laughs> Hence my suggestion that you put more things on your wall. Yeah. Do you have an Alexis Ladle? Two pictures of Winona Ryder in this room. Three pictures of skulls. <laughs> the Winona to skull ratio is two to three. Yeah. Um, and a moose and a thoth. And uh, two Zelda maps. Ooh, Not which, that it's any of your business. Which which Zeldas? Um, there's uh, Link's Awakening. This one nice. I drew from memory. And there's um, Original Legend of Zelda, which I drew while I was playing the game. Okay. Is Awakening the Game Boy one? Yeah. Oh, Link's Awakening? Yeah. 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 That one That's is, my favorite. That one's Me really too. disturbing. Yeah. I, I finished that and then wished I hadn't. Mm. Like, I, I finished it and then felt really, really bad for finishing it. Yeah, because you, uh, spoiler to spoiler. Yeah. You... Anyway, so you're in a stretch of tunnel. Your name is Winona. <laughs> and what is our friend's name? Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann and Carrie. Winona. Okay. Um, Can we, we pretend that it's Carrie Ann Moss? Sure. No, it's spelled with a K. Oh. Well, she's just doing it so people won't recognize her. <laughs> yeah. Clever. Um, Do you want to examine her? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I took a moment to look at Carrie Ann. She was wearing this really cute felt green felt pea coat and her green scarf that she wears everywhere. <gasps> it was an adorable ensemble, but it struck me as a little too Daphne Blake for mucking around in dirty steam tunnels. We saw yeah. them, we saw them leave earlier. We did. Um, these are they. These, these are, are they. they. Um, so they were sneaking around here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's why they were so weird. Yeah. That's why they dropped the the uh, journal. And it's mm-hmm. why you did not, the narrator did not cleanly describe the other person. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. we can attribute any sort of gender we want to them. Gender or number of faces. Or, right. Sure. Or, yeah. or tentacles. Feet, tentacles. Uh-huh. Appendages of any kind. Birdosity. That's Is... how much of a bird you are. Oh. It's a neat little word that you have there, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you. I think she was swan on the birdosity scale. Mm. <laughs> on the scale of goose to raptor, she was... Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so we looked at her, and we're in the steam tunnels, and we can go yeah. north or south? Um, we can. I want to examine me, though, because That's I right. forget what this... I, we're going to invalidate all that stuff that we oh, just yeah. about the person having no qualities. Oh, it says, <laughs> I had come prepared. I was wearing my dirtiest jacket, so I didn't burn my arm on any steam steam pipes, 
and some extremely grody jeans. Hmm. Okay, so now you can play the game. Okay. Do we want to go north or south? Hmm. So I think I think the tunnels were the part where either the version I was playing was not finished yet, or I just got irredeemably stuck. So. Uh, it's possible to get lost in the tunnels. Oh no! That's why you brought the chalk. That's why we brought the chalk. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So so make like draw mark or something. Okay. Draw mark. Using my piece of chalk, I wrote mark on the floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we are at mark. All right. Hi, Mark. Um, it makes How are you doing, Jenny? <laughs> pretty good. Wait, How are you, Mark? Mark sounds like um, Graham Nelson. <laughs> he does. Oh, this is how Graham Nelson sounds. <laughs> Draw Graham Nelson. I wrote Graham Nelson on the floor. Awesome. Now if I look... Does it say Mark Graham Nelson? <laughs> yeah. We were in the middle of a stretch of tunnel that went north and south with a ladder leading up to an access grate. Mark Graham Nelson was written on the floor. It's a little known fact that Graham's first name is Mark. He just doesn't go by it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I suggest that we mark the floor with various IF uh, luminaries. I think yes. that sounds wonderful. Okay. So let's go north to Emily Short. Yes. Uh, if dead end. You just called Emily Short a oh, dead no. end. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. We better... Um... Let's, let's put Emily elsewhere. Okay. So we're going north to a dead end. We had ended up at a dead end. The only way back was south. Carrie said, don't worry about it. There can't be that many tunnels. As it turned out, there were lots and lots of tunnels. Many, many, many tunnels. But I refused to become discouraged. Okay, so let's go south back to Graham Nelson. Okay. Uh, now it's, we're at stretch of tunnel. Marl Graham Nelson. Oh, Marl. no. Marl. Oh, yeah. Chuck Marks are getting scuffed. Ah. Uh. Did you actually implement that with letters changing? Yes. Holy heck. Like, do certain letters turn into other certain letters, or is it random? Oh, no. Um, it, they all make sense. I stole those um, letter correspondences from NetHack. Oh. So NetHack already had a system in place for letters? Yeah. In NetHack, you can write on the floor, um, and you want to do it with, like, a wand of fire or something so that it doesn't get erased. Uh -huh. But if you scratch in the dust with your finger, then you can write stuff, and when you walk over that tile, like in this game, the letters degrade into smaller inversions and eventually disappear. Okay. Wow. Okay, so let's go south. Oh, wait, there's a bunch of text here. Sorry. Uh, now that we were well and truly intruding upon these steam tunnels where we weren't supposed to be, I asked Carrie why it was so important for us to intrude on these steam tunnels where we weren't supposed to be. Well, these grates are all over campus, and I always used to stop and try and peer down into them. But there are only so many grates, and you can only see like a square foot of the tunnel from up on the sidewalk. I could tell that the tunnels were an entire separate plane of the campus, but I could barely see it, much less, you know, actually be there. I can remember this all perfectly accurately, because I have a photogenic memory. Oh god! <laughs> wait, wait. Nice. We're playing a character with photogenic memory who still and we has need to, to use chalk. Um. Yeah. Of course, photogenic doesn't really mean that. Mm. Or so. Mm. The word that Winona is looking for is photographic. Oh. Uh, uh, but no, I think she has a photogenic memory. That's the problem. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
So, Ryan, are these tunnels also based on the U of I? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so those are real? Of course there are real steam tunnels. Every college campus worth its salt has steam tunnels. <laughs> well, I was Have you say, been down in them? Um, no, I haven't. And so the, the very first part where uh, someone explains to his friend that he saw an open tunnel entrance mm. and the friend is like, well, where is it? Um, and the first person gets suspicious actually happened. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about this recently um, and wondering if Bryn actually went down in there. I should ask her. Yeah. Um, the, uh, friend with the green scarf is, um, based on when me and Lindsay Shepard started to try, uh, exploring a, um, storm drain tunnel. Okay. Um, and so this is a conflation of those experiences and also a different experience that I will not describe here because it would take too long and we're trying to play a text adventure <laughs> computer video game. Because well, uh, I was going to ask if it was at all inspired by um, the lurking horror. Oh, um, not really, no. I mean, the lurking horror really appeals to me because the lurking horror and I have similar interest in tunnels. Right. <laughs> and also, university, worth its salt, you know, MIT. Yep. Uh-huh. Right. So... Um, it, I've I've seen, um, like I said, times when the steam tunnels at the U of I campus were open, but I never had the guts to go into mm. one. So this is mostly crazy wish fulfillment. Okay. Okay, so I think the only place we can go is south? Does that sound right? Uh, sure. T-intersection. At this juncture, we had reached the fork in the tunnels that led north, east, and south. Congratulations, you are trying to navigate a maze via audio. Carrie thought about it some more, and then she continued her thought from before. And everyone at this school ends up going to the same buildings, and they all walk on the same sidewalks, until they find the shortcuts that everyone else already knew about. Maybe sometimes you notice something that someone else hasn't noticed, but as far as the spaces you occupy, everyone ends up with the same experience. But nobody ever goes down in the steam tunnels, because nobody ever gets the chance. But you gave us a chance, and I knew we had to take it. At this point, she grabbed my arm in a very affirming, if somewhat uncomfortable, manner. So, thanks. You're welcome. Um, actually, we, can we talk to her? Because we haven't. Really I think done so. That. I think it might be ask tell. I said hello to Carrie, which of course was unnecessary because nobody else was there. It was an ironic hello. <laughs> yeah, I think she has ask tell. Can oh. we ask her about her scarf? Mm. I asked Carrie if it was a good idea to wear such a clean scarf in such a dirty place. She said it would be fine as long as I was careful. Hmm. Can we ask her about us? Ask, ask Carrie about me? Uh, uh, let's see. Because it seemed like a good idea at the time, I asked Carrie if I could ask her a serious question. Then, with her permission, I asked her what she thought about me. I asked her to be serious. She responded by sighing deeply, because I've brought this up with her before, and apparently I always take the subject far too seriously and end up getting angry with her. This time, though, she said we should just wait to talk until we were done wandering around in the steam tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> so the main character never got a name, right? Oh, the the guy at the top, at the yeah. outside? Yeah. Because yeah, I, no. I almost, if I could somehow reference in our head, you know, in my head, in my 
in in my head canon. Let's call him Claudio. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I almost want to somehow reference Claudio and talk about him in the diary so he reads about it. But oh, yeah, that would be really nice. We can't, yeah. re- we can't reference him, so... Um, um, but I think we can ask about, like, like the tower. Or... Stuff that we've seen out in the oh, outside. Oh, sure, ask about the tower. Yeah. And the oh, people who boy. are obsessed with it. I suggested that after we were done with the tunnels, <laughs> we should try looking around in the big spooky tower. Carrie said it would be already be late when we left the tunnels, and I said I didn't mean right afterward, but later when we had time. She said that sounded fine. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm wondering how this diary made it all the way up to the second floor. Oh, Were I don't, they okay I, around? I think this was a different journey of theirs. I think they eventually did wow. make it to the tower. Yeah, what, what was the date? Uh, the 8th of something? September? January? Yeah. 8th of September. Which okay. makes sense. I think I just... Dis- I, Chose that date, having decided exactly what day it was in the outside layer of the game, but I don't know what it was. Okay. But yeah, we're supposed to believe that they are separated by weeks, at least. Yeah. That, that was the impression I got. Yeah. I think it was probably not super long ago, based on... Okay. Yeah. More like a week. Okay. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at a T-junction. So is this... that good enough for Emily Short? I think so. I think so, too. Okay, write short. I wrote short on the floor. Okay. Um, there are a few things that you can... that get weird responses if you write them. Okay. But I don't remember what any of them are. Do we mm. want to go... East, oh, yeah, east are there, like, south? nethack magic words? Oh, let's write Elbereth. Oh, my gosh. I wrote Elbereth on the floor. I figured that would keep us safe as long as we didn't move from that spot. Uh, <laughs> so, east or south? Uh, always turn left. So, so, we were going to so east, I guess. Four-way intersection. We were at an intersection where the tunnels went north, east, south, and west. Um, okay. Can we try writing Zizzy? Oh. I wrote Zizzy on the floor. I thought I heard a hollow voice from down the tunnel, but uh-huh. Carrie said she didn't hear anything. <laughs> it said fool. Yeah. Um, so... Can I try just saying Zizzy? Sure. Just sure. By itself? It's your game. I whispered something under my breath. That's pretty good. Huh. Um, so okay. it came from the I'm west. drawing a paper map. I don't know if it's necessary. Uh... So we were at Graham Nelson, and then we went south to Emily Short. And then yep. we're at Zizzy. Okay. So we went east to Zizzy. Yes. Okay. And we were in a four-way intersection, so we could go anywhere. Right. Do you want to go north? Sure. Okay. At this juncture, we had reached a fork in the tunnels that led north, east, and south. I suggested to Carrie that maybe we should try looking for a way out, since it was starting to look to me like we had seen everything the tunnels had to offer. She sighed very deeply. Hmm. So oh. what what should we write? Ooh. Um, are we keeping with the Eye of Luminaries theme? Sure. Or do we want to... Okay. Uh, name an Eye of Luminaries. Uh, Zarf. Okay. Zarf is north of Sissy. I wrote Zarf on the floor. Okay. 
Okay. And we had no north, south, and east? Yeah. Uh, north, south, south. north, yeah. So do you want to go okay. further north? Let's keep going north. Okay. Dead end. Yay! Yay! Okay, back to Zarf. Okay. What did it change to? Uh, it hasn't degraded yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess east? Okay. Four-way intersection. Oh, gosh. Uh, we were at an intersection where the tunnels went northeast, south, and west. Carrie craned her head toward the passage to the north. I don't think we've been down that way, she said. I no, think, we haven't. I think she's right. I'm looking at this map. So um, do you want to go there? Uh, uh, let's write first. Let's write okay. Clover. Yeah, that one never works. <laughs> Done. Okay. So, yeah, let's check out North. Okay. Dead end. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now it says plo e. <laughs> okay. The V and R have been utterly annihilated. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrifying. Okay, and then we're so that's four way intersection. Yeah. Do you want to continue east? Sure. Okay. Dead end. Yay. Yay. Okay, back to plo e. Yeah. Uh, south, I guess. Okay. T intersection. Uh, the tunnels led north, south, and west. Um, can before we well, actually, we should probably write something. Um, yeah. Do you want to do like inf Inficon people like uh, leveling? Sure. Okay, leveling. I I know how to spell that. I spelled it correctly. Sure. <laughs> and then I think if we go west, we'd be at Zizzy. Zizzy. Yeah, that's what the map says. Do we want to try it? Sure. Oh, no, this is Zvzzy. <laughs> okay, okay. I see. I see. That's close enough. Uh-huh. Um, so so we can still go south from here if we want to. Do you want to explore the rest of leveling? Uh, we could also finish leveling. Okay, so okay. go back east. Uh, at leveling, uh, north, south, east, and west, leveling hasn't degraded. Okay. Carrie okay. says, I don't think we've been south yet. We well, haven't. Can she we, is correct. We can go south here? I thought this was a T. It's not? Oh, no. It's, it's north, south, way. and west. Oh, north, south, and west. Oh. Oh, yeah. north, south, yeah. Leveling is north, south, and west. Sorry, north, south, I and said west. something incorrect. That's, that's what I had, and then I changed it, but I don't know if that's your fault or my fault. Okay. So, like yeah. Let's go south. Let's go south. Stretch of tunnel. We were in the middle of a stretch of tunnel that went north and south with the ladder leading up to an access grate. Isn't this the same place where we climbed down here in the first place? But Carrie reminded me that I had written Marl Graham Nelson on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And here, there wasn't anything written on the floor at all. That's true. So, okay, so it's not saving the original state of the writing. It's checking to see what's written there. Uh, clearly, Carrie is humorously referring to how <laughs> it got degraded after you walked on I the see. cave. Okay. Carrie's pretty funny. Should we go up? Sure. I looked up and I realized the gate was closed. Mm. Then I climbed up the ladder and pushed on the hatch until I realized it was locked. Then I freaked out a little. Actually, to Carrie, it must have seemed like I was freaking out a lot. She kind of grabbed me and said we would find another way out, which we eventually did. And now looking back on it, I can describe it all very cavalierly. But at the time, I was terrified. Okay. Okay. Do we want to mark this one so we don't yeah. confuse it with another? Can we call this one Tim Schafer? <laughs> sure. I wrote Tim Schafer on the floor. Okay, and we can only go south, so. 
Yeah. Let's do it. At this juncture, we had reached the fork in the tunnels that led north, south, and west. North, south, and west. Okay. I'm going to guess maybe, hopefully this map doesn't go completely crazy, that south will hopefully be a dead end eventually. Okay. Um, So let's try it first. First we should mark. Yeah. Your your call, Dan. Um, Well, we did leveling, so let's do blank. Okay. I wrote blank on the floor. Okay. Do you want to go south? Let's go south. The floor of the tunnel started to slope upward, and then we passed through an open doorway into a room that was not, strictly speaking, a tunnel. Tunnel access. We were in a serious-looking room in a building we had definitely hadn't been in before. All around us were machines and dials and valves and, of course, a bunch of pipes that went into the wall to snake through the tunnels. The only window was very high on the wall, too high for us to see through, but I recognized it immediately. I said, I know the shape of that window. We're in the power plant. Carrie said, well, where else would all those steam pipes come from? I had never bothered thinking about it that way. (laughs) The passage to the tunnels was north of us, but I noticed another door off to the east. These are in quotation marks because now they're not true anymore. Right. Right. Do you want to go east? Yeah, I do. Okay. We had kind of wordlessly agreed that we needed to get out of there, but when Carrie reached to open the door, I stopped her. I indicated the sign on the door and explained how it said the door was an emergency exit only and how an alarm would sound if she opened it. <laughs> but are, Carrie are just those in her quotes? What? Are those in quotes or capitals? or? Uh, it's in quotes and capitals, but would is in lowercase and brackets. <laughs> Um, Carrie just rolled her eyes. She said, look closely at this door. There is no alarm attached to it. There are no (laughs) wires that lead away from this door and toward any alarm. This is just a door like any other door, except this door has a sign on it that lies. Then she said, go ahead and open it. Ooh. Ooh. That feels, huh. This feels like a character moment. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, isn't this a repeat of opening everything twice? Uh Uh-huh. But for, like, completely different reasons. Uh Uh-huh. How are you feeling about opening the door? I, so my my save the game instinct just went off. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Uh, Um, This is Quixie 1.3.0, though. So uh, we have a cool save function. Woo! Thanks, Quixie. Try save. Name the save file. Ravipinto. (laughs) Wow. It has to be said that way, apparently. I guess so. You've been saying it wrong all your life. I have. <laughs> and it's saved. Okay. Um, shall we open the door? Yeah, let's do it. Well, it was with great trepidation that I approached that door. But of course, when I opened it, nothing happened, except that a huge gust of gorgeous, cool air rushed in and around us. And I felt more relieved than I had ever felt about anything in my life. I felt amazing. Then, we went back to Carrie's apartment, and she gave me a back rub, and I felt even better. Press any key to continue. Hmm. Winona has anxiety issues. Clearly. Uh, I think that all of my protagonists have anxiety <laughs> issues. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Oh, did, any, we pressed a key to continue. Any you key. closed the notebook. Uh, first floor hallway on the cushioned bench. There is a vending machine and a bench. Huh. And the door to the stairway. So, um, I don't know if this is like spoilers, but like, is there anything else in the book we can experience or do you just sort of re-experience the, what we just did or? 
you've read enough for tonight. Ah. There are other things to take care of. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So, yeah, it's interesting because, like, like I said in the other game, that you can go into people's memories, and one of the ideas is you can go into your own as sort of mm. flashbacks. And I was, I'm still toying with the idea that you can redo them and change them. Mm. So you're like. Mm-hmm misremembering or do you establish the one truth when you, you know, run through it or that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually it's funny because it sort of comes back to slouching because one of the ideas behind it was how to get a lot of interesting background without front loading it. And one way was sort of these, you know, Savoir Faire esque flashbacks, but that you actually play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. um, it's it's really appealing to me for some reason, I guess because um, yeah, for this one and for um, the other game about cupcakes <laughs> uh, the voice of the meta narrator is very different and so you, you get to I get to write two different voices and uh, I feel like that gives the game some texture Mm-hmm. Have you guys read? I just started reading the Innkeeper's song. Oh gosh, um, that's by the guy who did um, the last the last unicorn. unicorn. Yeah. yeah, Peter Beagle. Yeah, that's a really cool book. It um, is, so um, one one thing that I am noticing about it, I don't know, like ten chapters in or something, is that basically every character that we have encountered. Um, not quite all of them, but most of them have had a chapter written from their viewpoint. Oh, yeah. 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 And most and of I, them lie to each other <laughs> in some way or form. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like, the uh, one, one character who would just be, like, kind of left as, oh, this guy's just an a-hole. There, Ryan, you don't have to bleep that. You're welcome. What if I bleeped it anyway to confuse You could. People? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like in any other, any other book, I feel like that guy would just be left like, oh, this guy is a And you're never going to understand what the world like world is like in his head because he's an unmitigated jerk. And then the very next chapter after you hear about him is from his perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. It's amazing what, I don't know, is there a verb, protagonization? You know, making uh-huh. a character into a protagonist will change people's viewpoints of them. Exactly. Um, and I think, like, there's, if we could do that, uh, like, on a meta scale for every human in existence, the world would be a happier place. That's absolutely right, and that's the point of fiction. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's arguably... All fiction is is an extended um, exercise in empathy. Mm-hmm. It's literally putting on another person's shoes. Uh, it is not literally putting on. Another it is literally. Shoes. No, it's figurative. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I just Man. said that because it annoys the heck out of my husband when people swap the two. It annoys uh, me too because it's horrible. Because that no, means it's really terrible. It's like we really need. Opposite. Yeah, we really need a word that means the thing that literally means when you use it correctly. Right, and it we have that word, and we can just use yeah. it. Yeah, we can literally use that word. Right, yeah. 
Um, is literally terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's figuratively putting on another person's shoes. Um, yeah. It, so yeah, I completely good. agree with that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I, you play also, this game, and you totally understand me. Yes, and my horrible problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's. I find it really interesting because, um, like George Martin does this. Like, there's mm. a lot of POVs, and it was really oh. fascinating watching awful characters and people who really hated those characters suddenly go, "Oh, they're not so bad." As uh-huh. soon as they got a POV. Interestingly enough, I don't think Joffrey ever gets a POV. Uh no, he does not. He's yeah, yeah, and he's awful throughout. So oh, he's really terrible. Yeah, I think the truly awful characters never get POVs for that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. There's another character who I honestly think is just so awful, it's almost a caricature. Um, Mm -hmm. And he he obviously will never get a POV. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. But that's neat. Yeah. And a very good book. Yeah. I'm excited to someday finish it. As we should finish this game. <laughs> nice segue. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're on floor. We're back so, on so we're, we're floor back, one. Floor. I think where the vending machine was. Is this yeah. Orlando? What's his name? Uh, Claudio. 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 Sorry, Claudio. Um, <laughs> what name did we make up for? Um, so we're back in Claudio's head, um, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to go back to the stairs and back up to where we found the diary. Okay, oh. second floor landing. Big room world two. Door leads out to the second floor hallway. Okay, let's let's go out because I don't think we ever saw that because we found the diary and then went to go read it. Mm-hmm. The handle won't budge. Oh, look through the window. Oh my gosh! A tall trophy case stands against one wall. Its contents illuminated with a tiny lamp that barely manages to reveal the letter- letters Lahovsky and Associates" mounted on the wall opposite. Um, uh, Lahovsky is named after the uh, friend of mine who raises. Uh, moths. Oh, oh gosh! Yeah, and that's we've, cool. And we've come full circle. Although I actually wanted to ask when that came up: Does she raise them for personal reasons, or does she do them for like those people who release butterflies at weddings? I think it's just for her own entertainment, because okay. a lot of the things that are created by this process uh, would not be. Uh, releasable at a wedding at weddings because they're huge gross moths <laughs> i don't know that would fit some weddings yeah some weddings yes goth wedding Gothic silence of the lambs themed wedding wow you put all okay. the guests in a down a hole with a bucket oh. yeah yeah that is what weddings are like for me anyway oh <laughs> I, I still, I still think, I still think Jane Weedlin is better than putting everybody in holes, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you can't get Jane Weedlin to <laughs> cover the Beach Boys, you go with the next best thing. Is that really the next best thing? Uh, well, on a scale of <laughs> goose to raptor. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. So what we were we get, doing? We can't get through you the looked- door. At a trophy case yeah. through a window. Because okay. we can't get through the door. Did we examine the trophy case? Let's see. 
The case is very classy, probably made out of cherry or some even classier wood. <laughs> the shelves inside are packed with plaques, statuettes, and asymmetrical glass objects that in another context would look like paperweights. You can't make out any of the engravings to see for what achievements these objects were awarded, but they're apparently important enough for the light in the display case to be left on overnight. So right now we're looking through two panes of glass. Yes. Correct. All right. So it's double the theme. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Um, so I guess we have to go up. Okay. Third floor landing. There's a flight of stairs going up and there's a flight of stairs going down. A big numeral three is painted on the wall. A door leads out to the third floor hallway. Let's try the door again. You try the door, but the handle won't budge. You hear a dull noise from the other side of the door. Huh. Look through window. All you can see through the window is an intermittent glow on a far wall, reflecting light from a source around the corner somewhere. Someone must be watching TV. Hmm. You hear the noise again. I guess we gotta go up. I guess we do. Fourth floor landing. Stairs up, down, four, door. Uh, try door, look through window if not. Nope, you can't go through the door. So, you look in the window and it says, Twilight casts the vague shape of someone's open door against the wall. Hmm. Up again? Oh, twilight means that the sun has set. Oh. Oh. So, Because if uh -oh. you look at this, I'll just explain something artlessly. Okay. If you look at this before you read the journal, then the sun casts a distinct shape of oh. like a plant that's in their window. Cool. I was going to ask, yeah, is there, a, is there a trigger for time passing? But I guess it was the book. Huh. I was going to ask, and this is not super important, but I'm curious about it. Um, is the book coded to be readable only when we're sitting down? Yeah. Just so we could have theoretically taken it to the cozy spot? Right. Oh, that's what the cozy spot can be for. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. Okay. That place doesn't make as much sense because by the time you're done reading the book, it should be too dark to read the book. Sure. Uh, it's actually written very distinctly on a very white page with very black ink. <laughs> okay, I guess up, try door, okay. look window. There's a flight of stairs going up, and there's a flight of stairs going down. A big numeral five is painted on the wall. A door leads out to the fifth floor hallway. You'd think by now you would be getting tired. Uh, so open door, won't budge, look in window, a long dark hallway is on the other side of the door, and at the far end, underneath the only light that's turned on, a figure appears to be mopping the floor. <gasps> Just uh, an implementation question, are sure. all these the same room? Or no, absolutely not. You implemented these as separate rooms. Yeah, so there's a really stupid looking piece of the source that is <laughs> essentially the same text repeated over and over. Okay. Cause I could see how you could do it where the number increases and you just swap out scenery. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is kind of huh. creepy. Like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is all the smoke and mirrors of, you know, interactive sure. fiction in general. These are just pixels. Right. But it sort of makes it very, it feels very literal that you're swapping scenery behind the user, not seeing it. There is always something creepy about code that is, like, would be weird in reality. 
Oh, you yeah. You know, like you're seeing mutated DNA or something. Yeah, I have when, it. like, Notch makes trees and the health system mm-hmm. use the same code. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have, there's a section in the Inform 7 version of Slouching that I had to write the epidemiology of the logos. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm now going to describe how this disease thing works. You know, yeah. a, person, wow. a person is infected if this happens, you know. And a person is not infected if this happens. And, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's gross. It's creepy, yeah. Nobody should write a computer game. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so up. I know the protagonist would never, ever try this, but what happens if we knock on the door? Ooh, go for it. No response. Hmm. Hmm. I guess he's too far away mopping. Or she. Yeah, at the far end of the hallway. It's a, it's a long hallway. It's, oh, okay. It's a very so. loud mop. It's <laughs> true. And they've probably got the headphones on and they're listening to Credence. Yeah. Mop, 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 mop. Okay. They're so listening to that They Might Be Giant song that has the word mop in it a lot. Mop. Mop. <laughs> Mop, mop. Is that how it, oh, and we were talking about George Washington's head earlier. One quarter of George Washington's head. Two quarters half of George. Quarter, no, you yeah. would do Oh, things. sorry. Half of George Washington's head. Three quarters, Three quarters of, George of George Washington's head. Washington's head. All, All of George, George Washington's, Washington's head. head. Whoa. <laughs> That's a you good know that at, at, When they do that live, they try to do the wave with people. You know, really? Like, oh, yeah. There's wow. a live recording of it that's really good, where they're really excited about how the wave is working out because they're in a really big venue. That's awesome. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, did we try this door yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we need to go up. Okay. <laughs> Sixth floor landing. There's a flight of stairs going up. And there's a flight of stairs going down. A big numeral six is painted on the wall in the middle of the loop. The word dried out has been written in marker. A door leads out to the sixth floor hallway. Dried out was near one of the entrance signs, right? Number 17 on the west side. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. That's interesting. Can we try the door? Yeah. Um, no, it won't open. So let's look in the window. <laughs> the sixth floor is completely dark. Okay. I guess we that can... makes it sound like every one of these floors was symbolic of something. Oh, was it? But no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh no. Okay. That makes it sound like each floor is uh, symbolic of something. But what I realize now looking at it is it means I could think of five things to put behind doors. <laughs> okay oh oh about dried out um, oh yeah there's a, a place in the steam tunnels where dried out is written on the floor really we and we missed it okay yeah. huh that's really creepy a little bit well you know taggers they just go wherever they want I guess so so is that someone's tag it's dried out's tag Oh, okay. So it's not someone sending a message about something being dried out? Let's examine it. It's easier to read than some of the other tags you've seen, if not as elaborate. 
the stem of the T fading out is a nice touch. Oh, well done, Drydo. He or she uses a uh, a pen that's drying out to mark things. Man, it must be hard to uh, get your pens to be almost at the point of drying out. Probably carries around two pens. One that's old, one that's new, and has to fake it. Probably uses the new pen for part of the T, and then I can see how I would do this. Okay. I, I get the distinct sense that I'm maybe talking to two people who painted miniatures in their time on this earth. <laughs> I don't think I've ever painted miniatures. I actually didn't nope. either, no. Um, huh, okay. My husband has, but I did not. I, did not, I, I came to D&D kind of late, mm. and then almost immediately um, used it as a bridge into White Wolf. Okay. Okay. So, I still play D&D now, but, yeah, I didn't go through the whole miniature painting phase. And I only play D&D online, where you don't need miniatures. Miniatures, sure. But I do make, you know, sprites for people's characters sometimes. Okay, so there's, like, like, digital miniatures. Digital miniatures. Awesome. Well, I mean, we're, and we're at the point now that you can get them 3D printed, which is kind That's of... That's right. Oh, sure. And a lot of them... Which I kind of want to do. A lot of them now are plastic, which don't hold paint well no so you have to like put primer on them and stuff i think so yeah yeah it's it's too much work for me yeah. so i only implement vending machines <laughs> so so was there a question behind the 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 miniature lead-in or no i was just remembering um because somehow I only seem to date people who paint miniatures. <laughs> so Oh, this again, Jenny. Well, just when Ryan was talking about the 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 dried out pen and the other pen, it I just flashed back on a really long lecture that someone gave me about dry brushing of miniatures. Oh yeah, dry as I understand it, dry brushing is for the, the detail stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. I can't anyway. I can't make a statement on on having been a miniature painter as quality of dating material. But, uh-huh, but it's working for you. Well, but I never got a long speech on dry brushing, so Okay, so you're doing something right that I am not doing in my life. <laughs> I I think you're near the right signal. You just need to tune it a little. <laughs> Set dial to two. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Were we? Are, do we need to go up again? I think yeah, so. Because, because there's uh, only one action in this game. Jenny. Right. <laughs> going up and trying the door and going up again and looking through the window and going Top up. Top of the stairs. Yay! Woo! Finally. It says finally in the game. You stand at the top of the staircase. There are no more stairs to climb. The door leads out to the seventh floor and off to the side through a huge window. You can see the tower. Can we examine it? And the florets. The places where the outside building have been grafted on are in full view, and here and there vents and ducts hang out like abandoned medical instruments. These people weren't content to appreciate the tower. They had to stitch themselves onto it, crowd in and subsume it, so that nobody else could have it. But the crown of the tower stands above all this. 
you can see details you've never seen before. The pinnacles are lined with delicate crockets, and a row of escutcheons are carved at the base of the arches. Hmm. Can we look at those various bits that I can't pronounce? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, X-pinnacles. Near the very top of the tower. Near the very top of the very top of the tower, a tiny bat is floating around between the pinnacles. Oh, can we examine the bat? I hope so. You can't! See any such oh, thing? Ryan. Oh my god! That would have been a great NPC. <laughs> yeah. No. Because then the bat can follow you around and give you information about stuff. Yeah, um, the bat that would was be great. A good friend of Ryan in Scary Go Round, the webcomic. Oh the bat yeah. Was a good friend of what's his face in Brood Hollow. People oh. who are followed around by bats, weirdly nice bats, are a great tradition that uh-huh. I completely screwed up. Mm. Well. To be fair to you, you're not a webcomic. I am not. Did you know that I had a webcomic? No. We will not say anything else about it. Oh. No, I, I mean I mean that not to uh, to anger you, uh, to uh-huh. defy your wishes, but because it's more fun to leave it for later. Oh, okay. One of the listening on the podcast say what? I thought that it was terrible, and you were ashamed of it. Oh, also that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I also find it interesting that the um, PC knows all the weird architectural terms oh. for everything off the yeah. top of, off of the top of his head. Although I know at least Crockett's from having taken an architecture class. Um, yeah, I, I basically the PC knows all these words because otherwise you couldn't refer to these details. Yeah. Well, there's the pointy bits at the top. And the... <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> but I don't know how you say what a crocket is. Hmm. It's a little nubbly guy. Yeah. Yeah, little nubbly guy. They're like the buds of tiny flowers. There are so many of them, and they were all carved by human hands. That's hmm. amazing. Impossible. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can see the tower. Yes. And we saw the bat and the nibbly bits. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there a door here? Yeah, there's a door to the seventh floor hallway. Yeah, tradition dictates we have to try the door. You open the door to the seventh floor. Oh, gosh! <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm not prepared for this. I, guess. I know. Are you serious? Is he being serious? Is he being ah, I think he might be being facetious. Okay. It's hard to... I just met him today. <laughs> Well, it was just, I got so used to them being locked. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's what I tried to do. That was the point of making you walk past a bunch of locked doors, is right. that for the emotional catharsis of being able to open the last door. So I was only... But I didn't know whether he was actually experiencing that catharsis or oh. referring with outsized emotions to mm-hmm. where that catharsis should be. Okay. I think it's somewhere between the two. Yeah. It always is with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go through the door. Okay. Seventh floor hallway. A framed portrait hangs on the wall across the, from the door into the staircase. With a small plaque beneath it, the hallway continues south. The door swings shut behind you. Oh, no! Uh, okay, look at the portrait and the plaque. The portrait. A man with a small mustache glances off to the side and down, trying to put some painful memory out of his mind. How do you spell plaque? Okay. The plaque reads, 
Amos B. Emery, 1895 to 1973, was born in Edmond, Kansas, and studied architecture at the University of Pennsylvania from 1915 to 1922, his studies interrupted by World War I service in France from 1917 to 1919. His design of the Gothic Tower, completed in 1927, was completed while working for Proudfoot, Ross, and Sirs, and Thomas. In 1930, he established his own office. And this is all real biographical data? Oh, yeah. So he, I would expect nothing less. So he designed um, the Gothic Tower. Well, yeah, hmm. he's the guy. I don't actually know that he had a small mustache because I've never seen a picture of him. Um, but I. So you gave him a small mustache in great regret. Yeah. Um, one thing about him that is interesting that is not in his game is that um, he was he moved to Des Moines, I think, and lived there for a while. But he was in Iowa City. Um, uh, working on, I don't remember what building he was working on, when he suffered a heart attack and was brought to the University of Iowa hospitals and uh, died there, not inside of, but in the same building as the tower that he had designed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, this doesn't feel like that kind of game, but can we can we look behind the painting? Yeah, look, I think it might be behind glass. <laughs> you can't see any such, well, because behind isn't a noun. Oh. Move painting is what I would do. You try not to resort to violence when you can help it. I don't know what that means. Huh. Maybe it's the same, yeah. Oh, oh maybe, maybe it's automatically so. trying to break the glass yeah. first or something. I don't think there is. There I, is I actual glass. Any glass. I don't know why you would implement it that way now that I'm thinking. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know why it says that. Okay, so I think we can go south? Um, I don't think it's south. Which way is it? It might be south. That makes sense. I thought it said the, the hall continues south. It, it probably does, and in fact it does. Archway. This hall was built right into the north face of the tower. <gasps> okay? Okay. And you stand beneath a stone archway that used to loom impossibly high in the air. Okay? Okay. Can you imagine this? Because I'm never sure that I'm communicating this correctly. That's so, that, so, the, so the whole they built a building around the tower? Yes. Why? Because they needed more office space. But it's this amazing Gothic tower thing. Go build your office somewhere else. Right? Yeah. So that's you see why a, I wrote a game about this. That's such a bad idea. Yeah. That's, okay. That's like we need office space on like Liberty Island, so let's cover <laughs> yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Like, yeah, what? let's put a corporate park like right in front of her face. Thank you, Dan. Um, thank. Uh, um, I'm all worked up now because of oh. uh, I was able to communicate a, a feeling to someone with a game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's the rest of the description of the room. Carved into the keystone of the arch is a grotesque beast, a cockatrice, or a basilisk. Mm. Beneath the arch is yet another door. Can we examine the cockatrice or basilisk? The basiltrice. <laughs> this cockatrice, a statue of a cockatrice, is harmless. In folklore, the gaze of the cockatrice turned its victims into stone. 
but folklore isn't very specific. Do you turn into stone whenever a cockatrice looks at you, or is it when you happen to look at a cockatrice? Oh. Or is it necessary for you to look at a cockatrice while the cockatrice <laughs> is looking back at you for the magic to take effect? Can we, uh. can we compare it to our photocopy? Is Let's that a see. verbal... Is there a verb for that? Yeah, ex photocopy is with there, you can't compare. That's not a verb. Um, <laughs> this is a photocopy of a photocopy of a grainy photo from an old book, but it gets the point across. It depicts a monster carved in stone with the head and talons of a rooster, but the wings and tail of a dragon. It's the same carving you see over the archway. Ah, we did find it. Okay. Yay! Cool. Can we just X tower? Does the tower itself have a different description? No. Okay. Sorry, that is an oversight. No. Um, so um, I want to tell you something kind of cool okay. that um, will make you feel less bad about them building this building. Um, the atrium thing that they have around the front, front face of the tower um, is built so that there's kind of a basically a walkway um, with uh, railings so that you can see all the way up and down it as long as you're right up next to it. And looking when you're on the seventh floor, looking down uh, over the uh, handles, handles, guardrail, you can see the full length of the tower, except that there are a bunch of hallways coming out of the side of it. Um, that Obviously, I'm having trouble explaining this concept. That's why I didn't include it in the game. No, I, I mean, I get it. it. It's a little better, but it's like, it's still bad. Still, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not great. Yeah, like, the whole point of the tower is, like, I, I understand what you were trying to communicate at the beginning where you can't see it from a distance. Yeah, because, because or no, you can only see it from a distance. The very, very tip-top, yeah. But, yeah. like, it, it, that's so bizarre. But Why would you do imagine, that? Imagine me in college seeing this uh, archway, or, sorry, seeing this tower, um, and I actually, I think the first time I saw it was from the top of a building, like top floor of a building across the river. So I was able to see it really good the way that you see it at the beginning of the game. Um, but thinking, oh, I should go over there and see what that is. And as you walk up to it, there are all these buildings around it that make it impossible to see. And so you're like, well, it must be around here somewhere. And you spend years and years taking walks up to the hospital area thinking, well, maybe I have to like crawl in between these two buildings and then realizing that you have to go inside of the hospital to get in there, and then working up the guts to walk up all these stairs into these office buildings where you're not supposed to be, and on and on, and you um, hopefully get the idea that this game is supposed to give you. That mm -hmm. it is a, it's the kind of thing that can obsess a person. Sure. Um, there's something similar out here. There's a, there's a hall in the big park in Philadelphia, which just flew right out of my head. Um, and there's a, a great dome that's like visible from the highway. Okay. And I have really bad spatial relation skills. And so I would see it passing and then sort of forget about it and never make the connection about where the heck that yeah. was because yeah. you would have to get off the highway and then drive somewhere. You know what I mean? And, and by that point it's, it's only visible above the trees yeah. Um, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. And, and finally my husband went, Oh yeah, it's over here and showed me where it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would 
because we would just keep passing it. I'm like, there, there. It just there was a flash of something over the trees. It's um, a real thing. Yeah. That's, that can't be observed up close. Right. Which is such a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tremendously bad idea. <laughs> okay. So we are, we're at the archway? Yeah. And there's a door under the archway. Um, can we try the door? Okay. You draw your hand back from the door's handle. This is the furthest you've ever explored in a building where you weren't supposed to be. What would happen if someone caught you now? Could they have you arrested? On what charge? Well, there's trespassing. <laughs> now you have to open it again, because that's the theme. Sure. That you're a wimp. But you're not, because okay. you do open it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you reach for the door and open it without event, revealing more stairs for you to climb. Yeah. Okay. Then you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. <gasps> and while you're wondering what to do, the door swings shut. The footsteps are getting closer. Oh my gosh, Open what do door. we do? Open door, go in, go in, go in. Walking right into whoever's coming is the last thing you want to do. The footsteps are getting closer. <gasps> okay, what we could do is run all the way to the bottom of the steps and hide, and in, hide in that nook and wait for them to go past. What do you think? We could do it. Okay, so I have to go north, right? Yeah. and then North. Down, 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 then down, 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 down. In. And then down, 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 fifth, fourth, third, second, first, bottom of the stairs, and then enter nook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you get a you get a non response. Huh. Oh, because yeah, uh, there's a I see what's going on. There, there's a bug in the game. Oh. But I think if we wait. Okay. Time passes. Time passes. Time passes. Jeez, I hope. Time passes. Time continues to pass. I'm just... Time is... Continuing. I think that... Oh, you can hear footsteps approaching from upstairs. Great. You're almost caught. You can hear footsteps approaching from upstairs. Someone is walking down the stairs right above your head. A man wearing a drab uniform and a tool belt appears and immediately notices you hiding under the stairs. His expression betrays nothing. Wait, what? He apparently does not care. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, X-Man. You see nothing special about the custodian. You see nothing special about, about the custodian? About the custodian? Brian? I think you can examine his tool belt if that helps. <laughs> sure, <laughs> go for it. Oh, th- though it has numerous loops from which to hang the instruments of his service. At present, he's only equipped with a bottle of cleaning fluid. He exit to the basement hallway. I can't believe I didn't write a description of the custodian. Yeah. Literally. I bet it's in there, but it is misdirected. Yeah. And oh. it, like, describes the janitor, who's oh. a character who's permanently off stage. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make some sense. Okay, up that the sounds stairs. Like yeah. Okay. First, second, third, fourth. Fifth, sixth, seventh, out, south. Open door. The door. Open door. So do you open think he would have continued to not care if he caught us in the tower? Probably. Like that was <laughs> what I find funny is that it sort of fits the the narrative of reality not matching the <laughs> player character's perception of it. Uh-huh. And 
Yeah, I get the feeling if we were caught earlier, he would just go, eh, and walk past us. Eh. Um, yeah, but you can stop him and talk to him. Oh, okay. You would okay. never do that, because this character would never do that. Right. Oh, man. So, did we just miss the part where you can find out what kind of snacks he likes? Yeah. And buy him one? Yeah. Oh, oh man. So we'll leave that as an exercise for the listener. Yeah. yeah. Go play this entire game and do that, listener. It's good. It's crazy good. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, so we want to go in the go indoor. Oh, we go can indoor. buy those mints now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Without fear. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I just remembered hmm. how much, how many words there are uh, that I wrote about eating the food in the vending machine. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Is it like levels of like the ice cream ones in <laughs> Taco, Taco Kitchen? It's, it's, it's worse than that even because um, there's, there, there's text for eat chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. But there's also text for like taste or bite chocolate bar Smell. where you have a series of messages oh. about moving through this chocolate bar. You know uh, what? And there are... Uh, the mints and gum work the way that you would expect them to. Wow. That's amazing. It's you know what stupid. this makes me want to write? Isn't like a, a completely realistic simulation of eating a drumstick brand ice cream cone? Yeah. Because that, that texturally, they're like moving through that experience. There's so much going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Those things mess with my head. Oh, yeah? And part of it is because I went so many years thinking, yeah, those are delicious, and never eating one of them. Like I had one when I was a kid or something. Uh-huh. And then it was years and years where I just thought about them as a great thing that I love to eat that I never did. Uh-huh. And then I, I was in Alaska when I finally bought one and ate one, and it lived up to its reputation. Can you uh-huh. guys remind me what they are? Are they like chocolate-dipped cones? Yeah, they're chocolate-dipped cones with um, little chocolate, like they let the chocolate pool and harden in the bottom of the cone. <laughs> and then the top, there's a chocolate shell and then a layer of peanuts. There's ice cream in most of it, I want to. There's ice cream in most of it. It's an um, ice cream cone. Some of them are just a single flavor, but then the one, the ones that I would describe are the ones that have the filling that is usually like either caramel or fudge that just goes mm. like straight down the center mm. yeah. yeah yeah so you you break through you eat the peanutty shell so you like break that up with your teeth as though you're like mining the surface of an alien planet <laughs> With your mouth, and then, like, the first... Jenny, Jenny. I'll save it for the game. Yeah. So good, though. (laughs) So good. Uh, We went in the door. Now we're in the loft. Okay. You ascend the stairs and reach the room at the top of the tower. A long table takes up the middle of the room with several chairs sitting upside down on top of it. Only a wheeled office chair remains standing on the floor next to an easel displaying a pristine whiteboard. The doorway to the archway is down the stairs. A small door is built into the west wall, and in the east wall is an even smaller window. The door swings shut behind you. That's really funny. I didn't think we were actually ever going to get into the tower. Yeah, I know how that feels. It's weirdly (laughs) anticlimactic. Yeah. 
Because it's like, oh, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We didn't have a goal beyond get into it. Right. Because you get to it and you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. It's like, okay, do we have to have some kind of significant enough experience in here before we feel like we can, we can leave? leave? Right. Um, so there's a pristine whiteboard. Yep. A rolling office chair. Yep. There's a small door in the west wall. It says it's built into the west wall, which makes it sound like it's a later addition or something. Hmm. And in the east wall is an even smaller window. Let's look at the window. Looking through the window, you should be able to see across the river to the lawn. This would only be fair. It would only be what you deserve after climbing all those stairs. But the blinds between the two panes of glass are almost completely closed, and you can only make out a few details of the outside world by moving your head rapidly up and down. Sticking out of the window frame is a thin metal lever. Ooh, pull the lever, pull the lever. You pull on the, down on the lever and it snaps off in your hand. Oh! That's bad. We're the worst. No, Jenny. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Well, I guess we have a free lever. I yeah. guess we do. Um, what does it say when you examine the lever? Sure. Hopefully they won't notice anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone actually made a gif of that. Uh, those, uh, there's a lever. Pull the lever. Examine the lever. Um, which is crazy to have... <laughs> Something from a text adventure made into a GIF. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that window for you. Huh. Thanks, that window. So, uh, look at the whiteboard? It is perfectly white, and with good reason. You can't see any markers around. Hmm. That's incorrect. Hold on. Is there a... No, that was a different game. Sorry. Okay. Is there a dried-out <sighs> marker? Um, oh. Unfortunately, no. I mean, that's... I can't remember whether this is a feature that I wanted to put in this game or because I did put it in Someone Keeps Moving My Chair, mm. um, where you have a marker that you can write with, but it dries out after you write three letters. Mm. And yeah. it's the pathetic upshot to the chalk in the tunnels that could write everything. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I saved that joke for like a year later. Okay. So, so oh, so you're at the beginning of the game, you're empowering the character. It's like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> yeah. And then you take it or away from them. Metroid Prime. <laughs> Except I guess that wasn't this game, so never mind. Um yeah, I guess But well, if there's you a, had there's a like moving from having the chalk in the tunnels to not having a marker in the top of the tower. That's true. Yeah, that's complete disempowerment. Yep. But in my head, since it's two different characters, it's not really disempowerment. It's just that... Well, it's two different characters in Symphony of the Night. Oh! Well, no. no well, okay, so you, you start as Richter, and then Alucard also gets, so yeah. it's like double. Yeah. 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 But, but Alucard is, yeah, starts with everything before it's taken from him by death. That's true. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, I think the thing with Richter is also on point, though. Oh. Yeah, Richter is always on point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we've got a chair too, right? Yeah. Can we sit on it and like roll around and spin and stuff? Um, 
roll around. I don't know what verb would be. I don't know. What, can we spin? Spin. That's not a verb I recognize. Oh. I'm mad. <sighs> you know, my favorite game in which you could spin on a chair what was uh, Linnea, now Linnea Glasser's um, what it, something Mortis? Divis, Divis Mortis? Mortis? Yeah, because it was completely tonally like, yeah. a, a tonal departure where it's this, this grim bloody zombie game and you're just spinning around in this office chair enjoying yourself a lot. I have to think about that a lot um, when I'm obviously like thinking about tone mm-hmm. and then thinking about the player like we cannot expect anything but for the player to type in this goofy command. Mm-hmm. Um, the player will be disappointed if there is no response to this goofy command and rightly so uh-huh. because it's the exact intersection of expectations and hinting and that kind of thing that is what the medium is based on. But then you have to say, how can I work against the tone? And the answer is when the player decides to spin around in the chair while being pursued by zombies, the player has decided not to worry about the tone. (laughs) So that means you don't have to worry about the tone. This is true. Yeah. So in this room, there's the, the window, uh, the door that's built into the west wall, the table with chairs on top of it. Do you want to try the other door, the west door? Sure. The sign on the door says, emergency exit only. Uh, alarm will sound if opened. As much as you'd like to see what's on the other side, setting off an alarm isn't really an option. It's but not? Well, but there's no on. alarm there's built no into alarm. the right. door. Right, that, that and was, there are no wires or anything connected to it. Does it and say that? And if that kid can do it, oh wow! Wait, wait does but does the game actually? This yeah. is the text of the game. Yes. Oh, okay. Do, so does it not say that if we haven't read the diary and gotten that clue? Yeah, that's the, the amazing. The character Claudio does not have the guts to open this door until after he reads someone else's diary. Wow. So we basically, and it's not. It's kind of bad design. Because you get the key to this door long before you see the door. But there's no other way to do it. It's at the top of a tower. You can't have a branch off to the side to, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. But it also makes sense. And you don't know that you've gotten the key to a door. That's true. And I mean, it also says something about Claudio. That he's, you, you have no choice but to be the kind of person who reads other people's diaries. Oh, yeah. It's Claudio all over. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Claudio. But there, the other thing is, um, if you don't notice either of the places to sit down um, before you get here, mm-hmm. then you can't read the diary until you sit down in the wheelie chair that's oh. up here. Oh, okay. So, um, whatever. It's, it's design, and whether it's good design or bad design... No one will ever know. <laughs> you can't have opinions? Um, having an opinion is a different thing from knowing something. But I know my opinions are right. That is true. <laughs> All right. That is the correct answer, and now we can move on. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay, so we open the door for the second time. Woo!
You open the door and step out into the air. From the, here, it's just a short climb to the top of the tower. The tower. It's pretty windy up here. This is as high as it gets. Higher than any of the buildings around, higher than anything else in the city. Standing here in the crown of the tower, looking out from the arches, you can see the entire city in the fading dusk. There's the parking lot to the north, and the dark neighborhoods beyond that. To the east is the river and the bridge and the lawn up on the hill, where a few people are still walking around. Man, is it windy. Oh, wait, that's it? No, you can still do stuff. Okay. Um, I, I have to say, it's funny that the game... I feel like the game's linearity works for it here. Mm. The fact that there's one path you took up here, because now, looking down, I can remember our experience of the river and the bridge and the parking lot and the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it should work. It was, it's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, can we see the obelisk from here? <gasps> no. Oh, what no. the heck? I am really mad now. Um, I'm going to have to find this. I, I need to stop myself from looking up the source right now. <laughs> um, you got to basically do a version two. Yeah. The whole point is <sighs> there's an obelisk on the other side of the like on the right next to the bridge on the other side of the river that um, is like old and boring enough and kind of obscured by a tree enough that there's never any reason to notice it. Uh, and it, it's not like a obelisk with stuff written on it that mm. makes it interesting. It's just this really boring, but very singular object. And, um, I thought of it as invisible for a while. I, it was like, huh, no, one ever sees this thing. It's the invisible obelisk. I'll put it in my computer game about this exact location. <laughs> but uh, I guess I didn't. And it's more invisible than I have ever intended. <laughs> so, huh. So we just played Cupcakes, which had the ghost of a gazebo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dan doesn't know about that yet. Oh. Oh, right. It's oh, because you're it's, still editing that it's part. It's somewhere in the future. Um... Yeah, but uh, spoilers. Perception, looking at things. It's a game about looking at things. Third class and opening doors. Uh huh. Doors. doors and then closing behind you. Separate you from things. Uh. So we're at the top. Yeah. Um, can we see the bat? No. No. Oh. See, Ryan, you got to do a version two just to put that bat in. The bat and the obelisk. Or uh-huh. I should just write a sequel called The Bat and the Obelisk. <laughs> I like it. Um, huh. And we can look at the various things below us, like the river or... Yeah. The river isn't black and anonymous, but dappled with color. Silver in a few places where it reflects the light of the city. Red where it reflects the light on top of the power plant. And orange where it reflects the street lamps above the bridge. And like the parking lot. Still very empty and getting darker. Is there anything else you want to do up here? Um, you have to, because this is where the game ends. Mm. Uh, what else? Uh, so what else up here? Or there was here? a clue earlier there about a... what you should look at, but it's an incredibly oblique clue. 
Because oh. I only do oblique clues. Dan, do you remember a clue? Um, there were, oh, oh, the rosettes! Oh! <laughs> From inside, you can't get a clear view of any one part of the tower. The only solid impression you have is of how gigantic this tower is. The um, clue that I referred to was um, the description of the cockatrice where you're wondering whether it's uh, activated by you looking at it or it looking at you or oh. looking at each other at the same time. So it's looking Wow. That was oblique. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten that. I would I not don't have. I think anybody did. Clearly didn't. Let's look at that cockatrice. No, you can't. It's inside. That doesn't make any oh. sense. Yeah, you just look at the photocopy in your pocket. Oh. Oh. Okay. Wait, so what would... What? So... What so oh, look at the at tower? The, no, you can look that you can't see the tower from inside of the tower. I don't know what this hint means. Okay. Should I tell you, or should you keep looking uh, at something? Can, maybe can, can triage a... analyze it for us? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, that would be cool if there was a cube in this game. But <laughs> no, it's all be... rosettes. Yeah. Uh, version version 2, you should put a cube in it. Okay. A little bat. Oh, yeah. Make the bat follow you around and analyze things. I will not do that. <laughs> oh. um, okay. <sighs> so good, though. So I'm going to examine the hill. The hill where we started out, where we were looking at the tower. Okay. Okay. Now, the hill is almost empty, and the people milling around seem less big, busy and angry than they normally do. That's the thing about people. They're not so bad as long as you can appreciate them from a reasonable distance. You turn your focus to a blank space on the lawn, the spot where you were standing as the sun set when you were looking up at the tower, at the space under the arches that you're standing in right now. The circuit is complete. Now the moon is rising slowly from behind the hill, waning gibbous. Um, examine moon. The moon has several advantages over the sun. The moon isn't as isn't responsible for making summer as unbearably hot as it often is. The moon doesn't shine in through your bedroom window and wake you up before you wanted to be awake. The disk of the moon provides a lot more to look at than the sun. Intricate patterns carved out of the surface over millions of years, and you can look directly at the moon without the risk of bodily harm. <laughs> There's nobody around to stop you. You can stare at it for as long as you like. The end. Aww. Nice. Would you like to restart, restore a saved game, quit, or undo the last command? I guess I, think, I guess we're at quit. I think we're right. good. Yeah. And then it just stops. Well, it's it's interesting because the ending. I feel like the ending hinges on that one moment we saw the sun. Yeah, which we it was which totally a complete fluke uh, that we did that. Well, no, that oh, that's true. I guess it does. Well, because part of it is the appreciation of the people from a distance, just mm -hmm. like you can appreciate the horribleness of the sun from a distance. Yeah. And that description of, like, it bends reality, but when it's very far away, you can say, it's the size of my thumb. Uh, yeah, there's... I like to think, anyway, that there are other things in the game that allude to um, the advantage of observing things from a distance, but mm -hmm. I can't name any of them. <laughs> I mean, the whole fact that is you are look at things through windows right. instead of seeing them up close. Cool. Yeah. I guess.
Well, no, I think I think that's my favorite of your works that I have encountered. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, it might be the most serious. Is it? Oh yeah. Renlaw uh, is also pretty serious. Renlaw is serious with the added complication of being um, serious about a girl. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of like seriousness. As the thing that makes you not want to play a game, Renlaw probably has the Gothic Tower beat. <laughs> no, it's it's I I'm trying to figure out why it's my favorite because um, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, and my opinion's always right, so yeah, we just come full okay. circle. Um, <laughs> but no, it is. I think it is my favorite, um, which awesome. is odd because it's it's probably no, it's very linear, but it didn't feel linear. Hmm. I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's all video games, right? But I didn't feel like dragged from right. place to place. Like we could still push against the sides and try the doors, and even if there was a really only one way through. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that's partially because it's um, short, and because the the little offshoots are appreciably interesting, you know, that you don't get anywhere, but you get to eat a chocolate bar. Mm. Yeah. It's like those, um, yeah, so like dead ends in video games should either have a chest or they should have a really cool view of something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in this case, everything had a really cool view of something. Oh, well, um, that's thematically appropriate. Uh-huh. Very cool. So, wonderful. Yay! Thanks so much Yay. for playing my game. Thank you I've for I've been Ryan. Uh, I am still Jenny. Uh, I think I'm Dan.